Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 129, which we're recording on Tuesday, December 6, 2016. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we have Nani in the background again today. She is being a little bit chattery and ringing her bell <laughs> and things. So if you hear bird noises, that's Nani saying hello yes. from just a few feet behind us. So how have you been? I'm doing good. We're both all in our woolies because it's actually gotten cold in Santa Cruz. I'm so having fun. I I'm know. wearing sweaters. Yeah, it's a new sweater or a new hand knit every day. And some <laughs> days I can even put on mitts and a hat and a sweater. Yeah. It's fantastic. Right now I am wearing my featherweight cardigan by Hannah Fettig and I'm also wearing a hand knit cowl. So, very fun. <laughs> yes, I love it. Mike, uh, when I left the house, he was just going for his bike ride, and he pulled on his hand-knit socks that I made for him Yay. last year. Or was it just in March? Well, whenever I made them, he <laughs> said, oh, it's cold enough. It's time to get out the hand-knit socks. Very so cool. Even my husband's wearing hand-knits today. Very cool. So, so, tell us more about what you're wearing. The Featherweight Cardigan is a pattern by Hannah Fettig that I knit back in 2011. I knitted in the fall of 2011. Mine is a tunic length, tunic length, and this is the one of the two that I have knit that I've actually kept and worn. I actually think I might still have the other one in my possession, buried somewhere, ah. but I don't wear it anymore. The difference between the two is that I knit this one to a tunic length, and I really prefer this sweater as a tunic length. A lot of people knit them as short sweaters. A lot of people even knit them as cropped sweaters. Mm -hmm. the, the length is just all over the place, and there are actually quite a few people who made it tunic length. Mine's and, tunic length, yeah. And I, I love this sweater as a tunic length. There was something about the collar and the shorter length that I didn't like. I don't know why. I can't. I just didn't enjoy wearing it or I never wore it. Who knows? <laughs> that was five years ago. Who can remember? It was. But the featherweight was a wildly popular pattern on Ravelry. Right now there are 8,500 projects on Ravelry. So it was one of those patterns that just seemed to go viral, so to speak. People are still knitting it, though. Terry Holiday, she knit oh, yeah. hers just last yeah. year, and I still hear people talk about them on podcasts and things. So. Yeah, I do, too. It's kind of one of those classic designs. Everybody seems to know the featherweight, if you mention yeah, it's true. the title, every knitter who's been on Ravelry or who follows popular patterns at least seems to know of the featherweight cardigan. On the pattern page, I'm looking at it right now, there are some really cute striped versions that are Mine's also striped. tunic length. That's right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Striped and tunic length. Yeah. So lots of variations to it. That's probably the best thing about the pattern that you can take it and do all these variations with it. Blank slate. Yeah, that's what I like about it. But I should also mention, like Yale said, since it's our sweater weather now, I have also been wearing other sweaters, two that I have worn in the last week. I want to mention I wore my Neon and my Looking Back by Hohi Locatelli. Both of those patterns are by Hohi Locatelli. So it's been really fun to take out sweaters from years past and wear them 
It's been a hokey week and a half for both of us. For both of us. It's so yeah. funny. Yep. Unintentionally, we just yes. text each other, oh, what are you wearing today? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's been boxy and then see you there. <laughs> and they just seem to be the top of the pile yeah. right now. Yeah. So speaking of hokey, what are you wearing? I'm wearing my Citadel and I love it so much. It is such a beautiful, fabulous sweater. It is a pattern by Hohi Locatelli. It is from her Adventurous Collection, and it is just cabley, wonderful coziness times a million. I love it so much. You've heard me talk about it for months because it took me that long to knit it. The only things I wanted to recap are I knit it in the Madeline Tosh Aaron yarn, which is a non-superwash yarn, and I put it in the washing machine just for the spin cycle when I blocked it. And it actually felt it a tiny, tiny, tiny bit. It's not anything that's disappointing, but you can definitely tell it felt it a little bit. And I also can tell because it shortened up a little bit. So I could aggressively block it to get some more length. But I'm, right now I'm really happy with how it fits, how it looks. It's just super, super comfortable. I wouldn't do that spin cycle again if I'd had it to do over again, but I'm not weeping that I ruined my sweater. <laughs> no, goodness. it doesn't. It does not look ruined no. at all. You can just totally the areas see of, like the ribbing cable you can tell. definition. But when I looked at it, I did think that, oh, it looked a little bit felted. Yeah. But not not felted to the extent where the stitches are obliterated. So those of you out there who are knitting with Madeline Tosh Aaron or you've knit with it before, don't do anything that could agitate it and cause it to felt because it was just on the spin cycle. It wasn't getting tossed around. It's a front loader. And it I didn't think that would do anything mm -hmm. to, to felt it, but it I really did a little bit. So either. <clears throat> and it, it may be that it's not necessarily even true felting. It just got Abraded a little, enough. agitated a little bit. Yeah. Well, it was enough that it did shorten it up, like I said. Well, it, that's um, true. Yeah, it's a little bit shorter. It was definitely lower down past my butt before, and hmm. the sleeves were definitely longer. So it really did affect the length of the sweater. So hmm. just a cautionary comment, <clears throat> but seriously, a beautiful sweater. And I have two friends who are knitting them right now, Sarah and Carol. And you guys, I can't wait till you're done because, yes, we definitely need a group shot in our citadels. And now Charlene might be knitting one and my friend Sarah is going to knit one. But she lives in England, so it would be really hard to do a group picture with her. Although I think that's a great reason to go to England. <laughs> <laughs> so just a glorious sweater. I really couldn't be more happy with how it turned out. And I had been saying that this color stovepipe was a blue-leaning gray. I think it's actually a navy. Now that I see the whole sweater knit up, it definitely looks navy to me. Even when I saw the tiny little bits that you were working on, it looked, navy. looked darker. So maybe even washing it lightened it. Yeah, washing it could have made it bleed a little bit, yeah. perhaps. But good story about being able to use stash. So I've had this yarn in stash for a really long time. And I looked at my stash buttons and didn't see any that I thought would work. And I went to our local fabric store that sells amazing buttons and they didn't have anything that I liked. So I looked on the internet a bit and didn't see anything that really jumped out at me. And I thought, well, I'm just going to think about it for a while. And then, oh, 
I remembered that I have some button stash from my grandmother that was given to me during this last year. So I pulled out my grandmother's button stash and there were buttons that match perfectly, perfectly. And they're navy buttons. So it's going to be so cool that I will have buttons for my grandma on my sweater. So that couldn't have been a better way to end this project than by finding those buttons in my stash. nice. So thank you, Hohi, for a delightful pattern. It is not a simple knit because there is a lot going on, but it's a very rewarding knit. So I highly recommend it. Before we move on to stocking, I neglected to do a giveaway in our last episode. So our last episode was the review of Palooza and Meg Roke, who is the author of the Gansey Kids book. And she's also the designer of the Morning at the Tate Scarf, Mm -hmm. which was one we talked about in the Dragonfly Fibers book that came out, Mm -hmm. Masterpiece Knits. She had offered to do a giveaway, not only of a copy of Gansey Kids, but two skeins of neighborhood fiber company Studio DK in the Federal Hill colorway. And two skeins of that yarn is enough to knit either the beautiful capelet in the book or the feely vest in the book, or of course, to knit something else that's not in the book. So we will open a thread for this giveaway. And I'm going to go ahead and let this run until after Christmas. Let's do two episodes worth because people will be busy. So we'll do this giveaway. We'll do the drawing for it after the new year. And thank you, Meg, for that giveaway. So that again is from Meg Roke of the Gansey Kids Collection, a copy of Gansey Kids and two two copies, two skeins of Neighborhood Fiber Company Studio DK, which is awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right, what are you stocking? Okay, I am stocking quite a few things. And this episode, I want to talk about hats that I'm stocking. There are so many free hat patterns out now, really good free hat patterns My head that is I going want to mention. It is. And let's see, I talked about some free hat patterns two episodes ago, so I just want to mention a few more that I thought are really cute. So the first free hat pattern that I want to talk about is one called Troll. It's by Gabriella Vidmer Honke, and it is not a new pattern. It's from February of 2014, but I think it's been repopularized because there's a Trolls movie out right now. Yes. So this hat not necessarily has the big crazy hair like trolls. I love trolls. Oh, that's what I was totally picturing. I was wondering how they did the hair. So it's got a just a knit point. It's very cute. It's got just a sharp little point. (laughs) So it's in the in the mood of the hair because it stands up to a point. It's a bit a, of a troll aesthetic, if yes, you will. Yes, exactly. I've been watching too much Project <laughs> It's a child-sized hat, but it would be very easy to add stitches to make it to an adult size, if you so desired. But the, stall, the tall stand-up point is just reminiscent of troll hair. And like I said, I love trolls. So that one was particularly fun. She has one picture with one, two, three, four, five, six of the hats all laid out with their little points in rainbow colors. Very cute, very attractive presentation. I liked it. It's for Aran white yarn, so it'd be pretty quick knitting as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
So the sizes are baby, toddler, and child, and you only need 90, 110, or 130 yards. Oh, of, super fast. Yes, so it would be very fast. I want to apologize for the gasoline gardeners. If they're being picked up on the microphone, we're really sorry. Usually they're done. Usually by the time they're you done. Record. Yes. So um, a little bit loud in the background. Sorry. Hopefully everybody. they will be done sorry quickly. That's okay. So the troll, the troll, troll hat by Gabriella Vidmer Honke. And then the second one are the Chunky Harvest Hats by Susan oh, B. So Anderson. Cute. Now, these hats, when you look at them, you'll know they're absolutely not a new idea. In fact, one of the hats, an apple hat that she has shown on the pattern page, I knit that hat back in 2002 because there's so many patterns it, for yeah. fruit hats, harvest hats, what, yeah, whatever name you want to give it, pumpkin hat, they're out there. This one is a little bit different in maybe in the weight. I don't know. It says it's for worsted weight, but then it also says the gauge is three stitches to the inch rather than Some heavy worsted. So it seems yeah. like a, a heavy worsted hat, which I guess will make it a quicker knit too. I knit one of the apple hats I looked on my Ravelry page. I knit an apple hat back in 2002 from another pattern, but it looks exactly the same. Yeah, <laughs> um, I've knit several that are very similar to that, too. I think she added some texture options. Yeah, some of them have yeah. different textures. They're cute basics, and if you have chunky yarn, then you won't have to redo the math, and the pattern is free. It's a free pattern for a wool company that she is designing for I guess no, and she's, she and her son started the company oh okay yeah so well so she is designing for the wool company exactly. then. <laughs> yep. I do not know the backstory but the hats are cute and it's a free pattern so check that one out it's called chunky harvest hats and let's see the next hat that I found is one called the standing rock hat and this one is by Lavanya Patricella. She's the designer of the photographer hat that I stocked two episodes ago. I thought that one was a really cute basic. And this one also really cute basic. That is really cute. I was it's, wondering if Standing Rock had anything to do with the pipeline. Yes. Okay. Well, what and and what the connection is, is that she is hoping folks will make these hats to send them to the protesters. To the protesters, yes, exactly. And I don't know what the status of that will be going forward into the winter. Well, they they put a halt to the pipeline, right? So, so that's why I don't yeah. I don't know what what the status will be moving forward. But whether you want to make the hat for donation or for a gift, it's a really cute basic hat. It's ribbed. She's got a pom pom on top. The pattern on the, or the photos of the model on the pattern page have it done in a speckled yarn, and it's just really cute. I think it's right on point for right now with the speckled yarn and the pom-pom. It's very, it's very like cute. Hat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. She hit all the points. Yes, I believe she did. So that was the Standing Rock Hat by Lavanya Patricella. The next one is also a hat that the designer suggests you make for a cause. This one is called the Pussy Hat Project by Kat Coyle. 
And her intention is that you make hats for the Women's March on Washington for January 21st, 2017. If you're going to go or you know people who are going to go, she suggests you make these pink hats. If you're not going to go and just want to contribute to the cause, I think she's suggesting that you send the hats to the march. And now you guys have heard me talk about the Kit Kat hat that I've made before. It's basically the same style of hat. This one is knit flat. The Kit Kat hat is knit round, but it achieves the same thing. Basically, you fold up the hat. This one, I assume that you'd have to stitch the sides because it's knit flat. And then once you fold it up and put it on, you get the little two corners that kind of lean out to make the little kitty cat ears, which is the same as the Kit Kat hat, although that one is written in the round. So if you prefer to knit in the round, go look for the Kit Kat hat. But it's a fun idea for the Women's March on Washington. January, January 21st. Yeah. That was cute. And then... The last one. I have a lot. I told you I have a I lot know, of hats Colleen was so today. We have so much stocking to talk about. <laughs> the lot. The last hat is one called Brimming by Lori Puthoff. Oh, and that's cute too. I thought this one was particularly cute. It's a basic little stockinette in the round top of the hat, but then the brim of the hat is made in such a way that there's a little brim that stands up. And depending on the wearer and how you place the brim, you can have it look completely different. There's a, some folks have it flipped up all the way around with a little with a little band in a different color on the hat itself. Some people have texture on the hat rather than a band around the hat. But the brim is what makes it different. I quite like it. It's very cute. It reminds me of, I don't know what era, but there was an era where they had those women's hats and they often had flowers on them. Yeah. Yeah. It does remind me of that. And it reminds me of, do you remember the Lucy hat that I knit several years Mm -hmm. ago? It kind of reminds me of that. This one, the brim is a little bit different, but I Kind of like a cloche with a brim. Yeah, I think I want to try this one. That's cute. It's cute. Is that worsted weight also? It is. The sample is made in Cascade 220. Oh, basic workhorse yarn. Basic yarn, and it takes between 200 and 220 yards. So one skein of Cascade 220 and a free pattern. Nice. And everybody's got something similar to Cascade 220, if not Cascade 220 in their stash. So I'm kind of excited to try that one. Cool. Yeah. So that was Brimming by Lori Puthoff. And those were all free patterns that I found on Ravelry in the past couple of weeks. Well done. Yeah. So how about you? What are you stocking? My stocking is all more self-indulgent than yours. (laughs) (laughs) So since we last talked about stocking, Elizabeth Doherty has released her newest sweater pattern, which is called Cleo. And Charlene and I had the great honor of being able to see and try on the Cleo sweater before the pattern was released. And we both fell in love with it. We did. Totally fell in love with it. And she knit this this sweater with the Quince and Company 
Phoebe yarn, which is listed as a DK weight. And I think it's more of a sport weight. I knit my Skykomish cowl mm -hmm. with it intentionally to test out the yarn right. to know if I wanted to buy it for the Clio sweater because I knew that's what the yarn was called for in the pattern. And I do want to use Quince and Company Phoebe, but I can't find the color I want in stock anywhere. It's completely oh. sold out. And Anne at Monarch Knitting in Carmel or Pacific Grove, she's checks in with them every Monday and she's got me on her list. So if this colorway comes in, she's going to let me know. But this sweater is a beautiful, another cable-y textured, beautiful sweater. I think she used a fisherman's type sweater as her inspiration, but she feminized it. It has <laughs> kind of the drop shoulders that Elizabeth is known for in her sweaters. And don't take this word the wrong way, but there's a cropped version. And we <laughs> talked to her about using the word cropped because for those of us who, who are children of the 80s, cropped means short and your belly button showing. And a lot of us hear the word cropped and cringe like, oh, that was something I might have done before we I had children. Keep, yeah, we just move right along. Exactly. We cropped. Yeah, you see cropped <laughs> and you just don't even look at the pattern. However, this is not cropped in that that sense it's no much we just couldn't that. think of and think of another, another word word to use but it's only really cropped in a sense that maybe it doesn't go past the top of your pants but it definitely comes to the top of your pants right there was no skin showing yes and, you know most people <laughs> layer with a t-shirt or a tank top so you wouldn't have any issue if you bent over of your you know, the skin showing between your pants and your sweater. For me, it hit at high hip, which is perfect for a pullover for me. But she also has a different version that is longer with a split hem that is, I think there's less ease. It's a in the, little yeah. more fitted. Yeah. Also very cute. Oh, and I can't decide which version I like I more can't. now. I'm going to need to try on both. Yeah. I had only tried on the short version. But I think I need to try on both before I make that decision. Yeah. It is a top-down, and I believe it's similar to her other styles where you cast on for the upper back, and then you do some beautiful, magical short row shaping to do the shoulders and the neck and then the front shoulders, and then you join it all to knit in the round. And like I said, there's a lot of texture. There are a lot of beautiful cables. And when Charlene and I both saw the pictures before we saw it live with Elizabeth, both of us said, oh, it looks pretty warm for our area. I don't know how much opportunity we'd really have to wear that. But when we tried it on, it's not as heavy as we thought it was going to be at all. So we were talking about it, and Elizabeth said, you know, you could probably even adapt this and knit it in a fingering weight. So that's another idea I'm tossing around because I want to knit this one for the self-indulgent knit-along. I still have a fantasy about doing that in fingering weight. I, I won't make it for self-indulgent because I still don't know which one I want to make. I'd need more planning to change, to figure out if I needed to change the pattern at all. But I would definitely want to try it in fingering weight. Yeah, I think that it would be definitely more friendly for our climate, but I love that Phoebe yarn. I love it. Mm, so, and yeah. I mean, I tried it on and it didn't seem too heavy, so yeah. I think I'm going to go for it. So that, again, is the Clio by Elizabeth Doherty, and that would be Nani in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and another 
stocking that I've been doing is the Vintage Fairy Lights Sock Pattern by Helen Stewart, which is a recent release. And they're just really, really cute. And I listen to her podcast every Friday when it comes out. She's one that I listen to almost always the same day. And she's been talking about these socks that she's been designing and fairy lights and how she likes fairy lights. And Mike recently put up fairy lights on the back deck for me. And it was the sweetest thing ever. I had mentioned how we've never had Christmas lights. And the very next day, he went and bought these little tiny fairy lights, didn't say a word to me, and just started hanging them on the back deck. So when it was dark, we turn on these lights and there are these little fairy lights in the backyard. Now. I guess I don't know. What are fairy lights? Well, fairy lights to me are the much smaller, tiny lights as opposed to Christmas lights are bigger bulbs Oh, okay. and Christmas colors. So these are tiny little lights that are closer together on the I cord. don't think I've ever heard that as a, as, a, as a proper noun for something. Oh, I've heard it a lot. Huh. So yeah, and I think in Helen's mind, the way she describes fairy lights could be anything from a Christmas light to these littler lights. And the sock pattern has a little pattern at the top on the leg that she says was inspired by fairy lights. And they're just really cute. And I happen to have a skein of beautifully speckled yarn. Mm -hmm. And she actually designed these as a package with um, Danny of Little Bobbins. And that's not a podcast I watch, but Danny started this thing where she's always cast on a pair of socks on Christmas Eve and it's become oh, this giant phenomenon in the knitting world. So I was thinking that maybe I would cast those on sometimes <laughs> dur during the Christmas break because yeah. I have a week off and it would be fun to knit some socks for myself. So that's the vintage fairy lights sock pattern by Helen Stewart. And then the next two are from knit vent 2016, which is Helen Stewart's advent knitting creation that she's done for several years now but both of these are by her guest designer Renee Callahan and they are the Boreal Forest Cowl and Hat which are color work beautiful they were knit in Malabrigo Rios and they are just lovely they have like an alpine tree pattern on them she did it in like a teal or blue with a natural and a taupe color and I just love them. I think they're really beautiful. I especially like the hat, which has a big pom-pom on it. And for Black Friday slash Small Business Saturday, I did buy one skein of yarn. I went down to the Swift Stitch and I bought Malabrigo Rios in the Sandbank colorway, which is the color they used for the taupe in that pattern. So I'm going to knit myself one of those hats. So Boreal Forest Cowl and Hat by Renee Callahan. All right, we paused for a little while to let the gasoline gardeners finish their blowing outside. So hopefully it'll be a little bit quieter. It is already. It is already. <laughs> Yay. So we were done with stocking. So mm -hmm. what are you knitting? Well, in my hands right now, I am knitting a sock head hat that I just cast on when Gail walked in the door so that I would have something Literally, she was easy the to <laughs> knit in the round. I didn't know. It's, it's cast on with a long tail cast on. And I was playing what I called cast on chicken because I didn't know if I had saved enough of a long tail out, but it worked out. It worked out fine. And I like that term. Cast on chicken. Cast on chicken. <laughs> like yarn chicken, only with the cast on. Right. You have to start exactly. all over again because you exactly. didn't pull enough yarn. And yes, I know I could have done it with two, with the two ends, but you know, where's the fun in that? <laughs> where's the rest in sense of danger? Yes. 
<laughs> See, that's how boring our lives are. That's, that's our thrill. Yes. <laughs> Cast on chicken. Woo-hoo. So this will be a hat for donation. It's made out of a skein of yarn that I got from the D-Stash room at the Knockers retreat this year in February. I mean, this year in April. And I'm going to take it back next year in April because the order that runs the retreat center where we host our retreat also collects warm hats and gloves and scarves for donation that they, I think they give them out in San Francisco, I think think is what he said. So since I felt like that seems a good Fit, a fitting, yes, a fitting circle for yarn that I took from the D-Stash room to go back to donation for that. Knit up his hat. Yes, because I have been knitting a lot of hats. I just donated, I want to say about a dozen hats to a local organization here that hosts a pop-up store every holiday season to raise funds for their homeless garden project. So hats, my number one thing. The second thing I'm knitting is another Hohe Locatelli pattern called Big Old Coat. Now I've knit this pattern previously as written. This version of Big Old Coat, I'm making a short one. So it's going to be a big old jacket, I guess you could call it. (laughs) (laughs) And I've made actually one modification that I did just because the sleeves were so big, but they fit they fit the proportions when it's a coat, but the sleeves were too big to fit the proportions when I shortened it to a jacket. So I made the armholes smaller, and then the sleeves also follow. They're a little bit smaller. That's the only modification I made. I just shortened it because it's knit top down, so I just stopped at the length that I wanted. I'm on the second sleeve right now. Oh, you're close to being done. Yeah. It's, I, for some reason, when I made my first big old coat, even though it was a massive, massive sweater, I knit it really fast. There's something that. about just knitting in this pattern. It's None of it is in stockinette stitch. It's all in a stitch pattern. That's just easy to go. And I just pick it up and knit, 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 knit. And it's been really fun. I've enjoyed knitting the second one. Yay. I'm using a BFL from Blue Moon Fiber Arts in what's called the Ravenscroft colorway. It's a tonal black to gray with what looks like maybe a a grello kind of overwash to it. I don't know how to describe it. It's got just a little bit of grello in there yeah it does (laughs) but I love the way it's turning out I'm the yarn that I'm using is also just a slightly smaller gauge so that's going to help make it more of a not fitted I can't call it fitted it's still oversized but it'll just won't be quite so big as it was for the coat proportions which I think is fine I'm really loving the way it's turning out and if I can get myself through that second sleeve, I will be done. <laughs> wow, you're so close. I'm, I'm pretty close, but yeah. The Sometimes second sleeve, the second sleeves take 
just as long as the rest of the garment. <laughs> See, for me, the second sleeve usually goes faster because oh. I'm so close to being done. Because you the know, sweater. and you know what what you're doing for the second one. Yes, it, you know, because to stop and try it right. On. Yeah. Because the the reason my first sleeve took me so long was because I was trying different things. I had made the armhole smaller. I wasn't sure how many stitches or what proportion of stitches to pick up for the sleeve. I tried a couple variations and then I had to tweak it a little bit to make it fit for the stitch count. And so the first one took me a little longer. The second one should be faster because I have all my notes to follow. We'll see. We Good luck. shall see. Thank you. Hopefully they turn out the same. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so how about you? What are you knitting? Oh my gosh. I turned from a monogamous almost knitter to a completely polygamous knitter. <laughs> like at the end of November, beginning of December. Some weird switch flicked. I think as soon as Citadel was done with the more complicated stitch patterns and everything, I just went for you wanted to knit all the things. But I went instead of, you know, you get bored doing just one stocking right. thing. So I'm doing about six stocking <laughs> things. It doesn't make any sense. So I cast on Bleached, which is a button up cardigan by Amy Miller. And that pattern I'm using Western Sky Knits Silk Single, which is a merino silk blend. And it's in the District 12 colorway by Heather, which is a beautiful gray. And when I originally purchased this yarn, it was my final purchase of Stitches 2016. And I mean final purchase, like the market shutting down. I really want this to knit the Woodford sweater by Elizabeth Doherty. So I said, okay, this is it. I'm buying this yarn. Well, here, fast forward to end of November, and I've decided I'm going to swatch for Woodford's. And I'm looking at the pattern, and the pattern states you need 16-something hundred yards for what I want in it, but I only have 1,300 yards. And I'm thinking, what the, what was I thinking? I remember speaking to Charlene, and she knit it with far less yarn than the pattern called for, and I really liked the way hers fit me. So I kept thinking, well, I could probably do it, but who wants to risk that? Who wants to risk this? really intense sweater that has a lot of patterning, a lot of ribbing. I don't particularly like to knit ribbing. It is open front and I don't wear very many open front sweaters. I loved it when I tried it on, but the risk of not having enough yarn, I was like, yeah. okay, I'm not going to do it. So, oh look, it's enough to knit bleached and bleach was right at the top of my queue. So I swatched for bleach and I cast on it is a bottom-up, very simple, straightforward, short-sleeved, A-line sweater. And it yeah, has little pockets. Yeah, that looks pretty yeah, basic and Super simple. basic, like something nice. I would wear all the time. Yeah, classic. So, yeah, classic, especially in that yarn, which is just glorious. Mm -hmm. So that has been a fun cast-on. I have finished, let's see, probably like 10 inches of the body. And I'm done with the first skein of yarn. So I need to join the second and keep on going. So about a third of the way through the sweater, probably. I also, on December 1st, cast on for Project Peace. Most of you have probably heard of this project. It is by Christina Campbell. She provided a free cowl pattern. And on her blog, which is The Healthy Knitter, she has a new post every day for December. And the idea is to bring peace to your life and thus peace to the world around you. So the cowl pattern has a four-row repeat, and the idea is to knit one repeat every day. 
from December 1st through December 21st. And to, if you want to, follow along on the blog and participate in whatever the activity is for the day. So one day there was journaling, one day there was basically ask yourself what peace means to you with some other questions. There was a day about meditation, and today is the sixth day, and today was about, it was related to walking, but it wasn't to go take a walk. Now, I can't remember exactly what it was. Oh, it was to unplug, unplug from the news for a day, and to choose what level of unplugging you wanted to do. Was it just to turn off the news, or was it to turn off all electronics? And it's... I recommend that you go read the blog. Even if you're not participating in the project itself, the blog has been very interesting and I've been asking my friends these various questions and it sparked a great family discussion the other night at dinner about what peace is and my parents were there. So it was great to have my kids and my parents, all of us participating in this conversation about peace. And the Cal itself is a very fun project. Like I said, it's a four row repeat and there is a slip stitch element to it and some it looks like corrugated ribbing when it's done and I ca you cast on talk about cast on chicken you cast on 318 stitches long tail cast on and I was going to use my candy skein stormy sprinkles which is a very very busy yarn and I cast on and I knit the first four days of the pattern so you know I had 16 rows mm -hmm. and realized I had twisted my cast on Oh, so <laughs> the good news is that I wasn't loving the yarn with the pattern anyways, because mm. you really couldn't see the pattern through the yarn. So I ripped that version out and I recast on with Shalimar Breathless in a colorway called Fairy Dust. So I have a fairy theme going really lately. Really pretty. It's really pretty. Cindy gave me this yarn for my birthday. It is a beautiful pink and purple tonal, it's not variegated, but they're two different colors it's pink and purple yeah tonally blended together it's just beautiful and it's showing the stitch pattern so beautifully so much better than the other yarn was and I'm really really happy with how it's turning out so that is project peace the cowl by Christina Campbell and that is a free pattern as well it is and you know I I still haven't decided I look at it and it's really pretty mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm so nervous about my cast on and bind off, not matching. <laughs> well, I think it's going to be one of those cows that's so bunched up around your neck that you wouldn't notice anyway. Right. Yeah. And I'm, like I said, I'm not sure why I'm so focused on that. Just go for it's it. It's just, yeah, it's just odd. But if it's not <laughs> going to bring you peace, don't do it. So right. And actually, I was thinking maybe I would just knit it lengthwise. Oh, you could do it that way. Because I've noticed that there are some people who are knitting it flat, and I could knit it lengthwise and then just kitchener the whole thing together. Mm -hmm. You could totally do it that way. So I may do I may do that because it is really pretty. It's a very nice pattern. Very I'm pretty. really enjoying it. Yeah. I think it was very nice of her to one the idea is great, and two the pattern is fabulous. Yeah. I have also cast on another pair of socks for Mike for Christmas. He requested. Bright, 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 bright neon yellow right. socks. So, for which yarn did you eventually get? I ended up custom ordering a skein of yarn from Unwind Yarn Company. And Dana, I wrote her a note saying, you know, my husband requested this for bike riding. He wants to be very visible. And so she she dyed it 
her, the colorway is usually called something like sunshine. And she, on the tag, she wrote the color name visibility. So she went as <laughs> bright yellow as she could. Cool. So I bought That's a nice. sport weight sock yarn from her and I'm really enjoying knitting it. I really like the base. So I'm about halfway through the first sock. And then I've also picked back up my sock yarn blanket and this again, Helen Stewart has inspired me. And since I heard it on her podcast, mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of people and seen it mentioned on Instagram a lot. People who are doing these sock yarn and modular blankets, a lot of people are trying to do one square a day in mm-hmm. December. So if I can do that, I will have two rows on my sock yarn blanket by the end of December. And that would be really, really cool. There are a lot of folks I've noticed. Well, I don't know. I shouldn't say a lot, but I have seen a couple images on Instagram of people who are doing the sock yarn squares, what you were talking about. But then also I think some of them had, they made little advent calendars for themselves. (laughs) Some made them for themselves. Most people bought them because a lot of different indie dyers and opal yarns and other companies had advent calendars you could buy. Yeah. yeah, and I've seen some of them, and it's like, oh, it's so pretty. But I have a lot of minis. Of I was going to say, I think most first. of us, a lot of us, have little minis without adding more consumerism to the season. Well, you know what's <laughs> funny is I thought I had so many minis of my own, uh-huh. so many scraps of fingering weight yarn. Well, by the time you get done with a row that's fifteen squares long. You don't. You have don't a lot anymore. Yeah, you really don't. <laughs> well, that's so. great. That's your goal, right? To use them up. Yeah, and that's why Max was laughing at me when I had it in my lap the other night. He said, "You're still knitting that," and I said, "I'll be knitting this for years." And that's part of the reason yeah. is because you, I have purchased many mini skein sets, but you collect them from friends right. and your own projects, and so it's going to be a very long term project yeah. for that very reason. But I love knitting those little squares. They make me so happy. That's great. Yeah, they're really, it's just so pretty and colorful and it keeps your lap warm. So those are the multitude of things that I'm actually knitting. So lots of yarn flying around. (laughs) (laughs) I'm loving it. So what have you finished since the last episode? Well, the last two episodes. Last two episodes. So I mentioned I donated about a dozen hats. I don't know... Some hats I had started at the beginning of the year or knit at the beginning of the year and had been saving, but I think so far I've knit about 12 hats this year, 12 or 13 hats looking at my Ravelry page. I'm not sure if I'm working on the 13th or 14th, but so I don't know how many of those I've finished in the last two episodes, but hats. (laughs) That's Hats in general, yes. All the hats that you've heard me talk about. I have knit a couple from my free pattern list. Some of them were just basic knit in the round and decrease. My new favorite one right now is that Kit Kat hat that I keep mentioning. Really loved knitting that one and the way it turns out. Very cute. But the big finish for me has been my Granito sweater. Oh, it's beautiful. I love the sweater. It was a pattern that Hohi Locatelli released back in September of this year, part of her Favorite Things collection. And it is an oversized drop sleeve pullover knit in fingering weight yarn 
with side set-in pockets. And it was a fun, relatively quick knit for me. I really enjoyed knitting. You do all of the, I want to say, thought involved. Yeah, the (laughs) thoughtful knitting with the short rows for the shoulders and the sleeves at the beginning when you first cast on. And then once you get going a little bit, you eventually reach a point where you're just knitting in the round and going down until you get to the pockets. So it was very zen knitting for me. Lots of knitting in the round. That went really quickly. And the yarn that I used was a pleasure to use. I used a Western Sky Knits yarn called Magnolia Lux, which is a merino cashmere silk blend in the surprise colorway, which I absolutely loved. It's gray with speckles of pink and turquoise and purple. Lovely, just fun, fun, fun yarn. And it felt good while I was knitting it. I have almost, well, I had almost exactly the right amount. Of yarn to use for it and when I was knitting my pockets I knit my pockets short because I was that close on yarn I wasn't sure if I was going to have enough and so I knit my pockets short thinking that if I needed to make them longer I can just use a different yarn a contrasting yarn for the insides of the pockets but I actually have a little bit left so I have been wearing the sweater but I may go back and add some more to the pockets on the inside since I have a little bit of yarn left and I'm so enjoying wearing it. It's my current favorite sweater. <laughs> she was so funny. It was, I think, Black Friday. You were wearing it for the first I time at the so. shop. So several of us were at the shop that day. It was a great day to be at the stitch. <laughs> and Charlene was wearing her granito and we were all ooing and eyeing. And every person who walked in and said, oh, it's beautiful, she'd say, oh, but look, my pockets aren't done. It was like confessions of a knitter, you know, like, oh, but look, I have ends dangling here. I haven't finished my pocket yet, so I can't call it finished. <laughs> yes, you, you can. can. You have to be truthful. <laughs> oh, so funny. I was cracking up. Only to other knitters. Other knitters will understand. It was so. very funny. Yeah, but I really liked that one. I found the pattern to be very well written, very easy to follow. I loved the way the pockets were knit, where you bind off, or you put, you put stitches on hold, and then you cast on more stitches for the outside of the pocket, and then you continue knitting those in the round, and eventually go back and knit the insides of the pockets. Very easy pockets to knit. And it was just a great experience for me. I loved knitting it, and I hope that I will get a lot of chances to wear it. (laughs) I have enough of my frozen color from Kim, Western Sky Knits, to knit the Granito. And I just can't decide if I want, if I would wear that or not. That's a lot of highly variegated pink, turquoise, and white spread across your upper torso. Oh, no, no, no. It's the yarn. I keep going back and forth on whether or not I'd love it or not love it. So Well, you, you bought a sweater quantity. I it, did, so I know. So you must have thought that you would. <laughs> but to me, like a cardigan might be a better way to break that up because you could yeah. unbutton it yeah. and then have I your shirt showing that. underneath. Right, I understand so, that. 
because I've already obviously looked at my stash to know yeah. what yarn options I have available yeah. to knit that. I actually have a very deep purple in a dragonfly fibers yarn. Oh, that heliotrope. That, that I was, it was my other option for this sweater. And I'm kind of thinking maybe I want to go and make it again with that because I can picture it so well in that sweater. So we'll see. Winter is short here, so we'll see. Yeah, but that's a sweater that you can wear any chilly day. That's not... Very true. Yeah. In the fingering white yarn, I can make it span seasons. For sure. So, yeah. Because on a day like today, you would even need a thick shirt underneath yeah. it or a cowl with it yeah. to be warm enough. That's true. That's true. So we shall see, as I often say. <laughs> so how about you, Gail? What have you finished? So I had a flurry of hats as well. I sent off the package that Josie contributed a hat. My mom contributed some hats, a cowl, some fingerless mitts, and I did hats and a scarf. And the hats that I knit were the spiral hat by Laura Kolarik, which I talked about our last episode or two, two episodes ago. Free Pattern on Ravelry, which is a fabulous hat. Very, very simple color work. The other hat that I knit was the Bankhead hat by Susie Gorley. Oh, I've knit that one. Yeah, a lot of people have. It's mm -hmm. very popular, and mm -hmm. I've never knit it before. Another very simple knit. Yeah. And Charlene and I were gifted some cotton universal yarn that had sequins in it. That was just fabulous yarn. And these hats were all for teens, so I knit oh, the hat in that good. yarn. But I didn't like the way – it was better when it was blocked, but it yeah. just didn't feel like a thick, warm hat. Oh. It felt more like a trendy, cute hat. Yeah. And it's super cute because the yeah. tiny little sequins, sequins are great. Yeah. But I want to knit that one again with a solid wool. Mm -hmm. So that was the Bankhead hat. And then I also knit another Sockhead hat for Josie. I finished that. And that's in Madeline Tosh Sock in Onyx, which was her request. She has completely adopted my other Sockhead in the morning dove she wears mm -hmm. it almost every day so i was going to give this one to her before christmas and i thought why would you do that she's wearing my she's hats wearing now it. so yeah. yeah i'll save this one for christmas and i also finished a pair of simple skyp socks for my friend melissa and i finished the vector hat for someone who's undergoing chemo and that's a hat by katia frankel and she had a collection of three patterns in a kit not a kit, a collection that she sent to me and Charlene for review a while back. And I just now got around to knitting Vector, even though it's been in my queue for over a year. I used Lorna's Laces Worsted, which I'd never used before, surprisingly. I had gone into the Swift Stitch when Charlene was working, and I said, okay, this woman wants navy. We have to find the softest navy yarn because she's not going to have any hair, and I want it to be super soft on her head. So we decided that Lorna's Laces was the softest superwash, and it's so soft. And the Vector hat has a really beautiful textured pattern in it that's just done with knits and pearls. And it's really a really nice hat. And I knit it a little slouchy because that's what um, Kara said her sister would like. So that just went into the mail two days ago. So Yay. hopefully that will keep someone's head warm. And I just now realized I'd forgotten to tell this story. So my friend Melissa, for whom I knit the socks, she's a very knitworthy person. And she accidentally gave herself the title of a nervous chihuahua. She one day said to her boyfriend and kids, oh, I'm like a nervous chihuahua. 
Well, last week, one of my spin students, I teach stationary cycling at my gym. She walks in with this shirt that is a little chihuahua sugar skull, right? A small one, like centered, you know, high chest with little stylized letters that say, don't freak out. And I thought it was the cutest shirt ever. It's really, really cute. And I had to get one for Melissa for Christmas because of the nervous chihuahua comment, you know, don't freak out, nervous chihuahua. And then I had to get one for myself too, because the chihuahua is done in white, pink, and black on a gray background. And I will link to this shop in the show notes for, or not the show notes, but the thread for this episode. It's called teamsmalldog.com. And it's a local lady here in Santa Cruz. She has chihuahuas. This was styled after one of her pets. And my friend in my spin class is friends with the woman. And it was just one of those things where I said, oh, Maya, I love your shirt. And she said, oh, my friend who lives down in the circles makes those. That's from her dog. And the woman was fabulous and said, oh, I'll just bring those up to your house and you know, credit you wow. for the shipping. I'm not going to charge you $6 for shipping. I'll just drive them to your house. And right before I left to record, there was a bag on the front step with these shirts. So wow. I had to bring it to show Charlene. It will not match Melissa's socks at all, but <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> and I've already told her about it. I was so excited. I couldn't even not tell her. So <laughs> team small dog, go check it out. Super cute. All right. So we're getting ready for Christmas. We are. We have Christmas one more episode, right? One more episode, and then in 2017, we will be at Stitches West in February and at the Knockers Retreat in April. And we'll be doing our self-indulgent knit-along. Don't forget, Robbie started a thread in the group that already has a bazillion comments in it. I love it. So people are already in high planning mode for their self-indulgent knit-along projects. Remember, you, do. you have to plan. You do. You definitely have to plan. There's no such thing as selfish knitting, in my opinion. <laughs> We're calling this self-indulgent knitting, and that means anything you want it to mean. It either means it's because it's for you, it means it's because you're using a special yarn, a special pattern, it's for a special person. As long as you're enjoying it. That's the main purpose of the knit-along, to enjoy your knitting. Exactly. And find joy in your knitting. Yes, and have it not be 100% focused on other people, if that's what you do to yourself this time of the year. <laughs> I know many of us do. So it's time to chill, relax, and take your knitting back. And we look forward to everyone participating. And I already have people contacting me to donate prizes. Oh, that's great. Yeah, Jen Sheelan contacted me. She wants to donate a scan of her new yarn. And Aspen Dragon contacted me and wants to donate two copies of her Axis mitt patterns that That's she just great. released. So we have lovely listeners. Thank you so much. Yes. Everyone. We can't thank you enough for the generosity, the thoughtfulness, the awesome comments. We got a new listener who just introduced herself in the thread a few days ago, and she said the most thoughtful, charming, sweet comments about our podcast. And how we talk about knitting and it was just it just made me so happy I was glowing for hours yeah, after I read that so it's from the tiniest things as a comment through any gamut you know on Instagram on Ravelry you guys make us so happy you're one of the things I'm most thankful for on a day-to-day -day basis being able to go into the Ravelry group it's my happy place and you know, it doesn't matter what's going on in the outside real world you can go escape to Ravelry and hang out with your friends Definitely true. Yeah. <laughs> so enjoy the season. We'll be back before 
before the end of the year to talk about self-indulgent knitting. Yes. All right. All right. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Happy knitting. Bye-bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.